Clearing Up is the premier source of independent news and information for the Pacific Northwest electric and natural gas industries. Published weekly by Newsdata since 1982, Clearing Up focuses on energy policy, resources, markets, infrastructure, and other key relevant subjects. Many thousands of energy professionals depend on Clearing Up to help them better understand and navigate their ever-dynamic energy world. Visit newsdata.com to find out why and start your subscription today. Again, that's newsdata, one word, dot com. Welcome to Newsdata's Energy West, a podcast about the energy industry today and where it's going tomorrow. Hello, Energy West listeners. This is Jason Fordney, editor of California Energy Markets. I will be flying solo for this week's weekly update. Dan Catchpole is out sick. I'll be talking about some of the top headlines in California energy covered in our issue this week. That's our issue that came out on Friday. Today is April 3rd, Monday, April 3rd. April Fool's Day has passed. We do have some funny April Fool's content at our website at newsdata.com if you're looking for some energy-related laughs today. So I'm coming to you from Northern California where the sun is shining, but it's still snowing. And the snowpack, a big story this year at record levels or or near record levels. We've been covering this each week in our drought report. So our top headlines for California in the latest issue of CEM include natural gas storage levels are creating concern for winter reliability. We'll be taking a look at some of the natural gas storage situation in the West. That's reporting from Linda Daly-Paulson. I'll also be talking about a new Western Electricity Coordinating Council report. That's a state of the interconnection report, talking about the challenges facing the Western grid in coming years. And then we'll take a look at the California Independent System Operator gas and energy prices in the fourth quarter of last year, where they were more than double than the wholesale prices that we saw in the year before period. Um, Some more reporting from Linda on that one. So the status of Western natural gas storage and what currently low levels might pretend for reliability moving into the traditional injection season is an ongoing concern for analysts. Some of these are contending that reliability is now a year-round concern. A particular concern is specific gas and electric natural gas storage, which analysts have said is now low, giving, quote, little room for error, unquote, in balancing. Energy GPS analysts said it is unlikely for that system to fully recover from reclassification and the draw on demand by next winter. They said the combination of one of the coldest winters in the past three decades and a lack of Pacific Northwest hydropower has increased the amount of natural gas used for power across the West. PG&E reclassified 51 BCF, that's billion cubic feet of working glass gas inventory in June 2021 as base gas, changing from using storage to manage prices to using it for ensuring reliability. It was the largest single-day reduction in working gas ever reported at PG&E storage facility. After the reclassification, the amount of natural gas and storage at PG&E facilities declined from 72.9 BCF to 22 BCF, but PG&E told California Energy Markets its reclassified natural gas, quote, remains within our storage facilities, does not need to be replenished as working gas, and provides ongoing pressure support required to maintain firm withdrawal capability. 
This is PG&E saying, quote, prior to the reclassification, the 51 BCF of working natural gas inventory was effectively acting as base gas. In fact, over the last 10-year period, there were only two times that any of the 51 BCF was utilized for as available service prior to the reclassification. But analysts say the mountain storage is sufficiently low to prompt concern. The immediate issue is that if low temperatures persist into April, an extension of the cold will create a reliability concern. And this comes as below normal temperatures are forecast for the Western U.S., along with generally wetter wetter than normal weather. Say that five times fast. That's according to the latest six to 10 day outlook from the National Weather Service Climate Predictions Center. The amount of PG&E's working natural gas and storage was 1.8 BCF as of March 27th. Moving on from that to my bottom lines column in last week's issue, the Western Interconnection faces a series of daunting challenges. That's according to WEC reliability officials who say they've jammed up a series of strategies to address grid reliability. Primary challenges facing the Western Interconnection include a growing number of cyber attacks, extreme weather, resource adequacy complications, and impacts of changing resources and load. This is according to WEC's State of the Interconnection report. There's also some data regarding California itself. The Golden State leads the way in high energy prices with the highest average retail electricity rate last year at 22.48 cents per kilowatt hour. That's out of the states, 11 states and two Canadian provinces within WEC. I won't list all the states there. Um, The national average retail price in 2022 was $12.49 per kilowatt hour. That's compared to 22.4 in California. California also leads on battery energy storage installation. Nearly half the U.S. total of battery storage is in California, where there is 2.3 gigawatts of energy storage, 49% of the total, and only 245 megawatts in the rest of the West which is 5% of the U.S. total. By 2031, there's set to be nearly 25 gigawatts of energy storage in the West. The Western generation resource mix is also changing. Big drops in coal-fired generation between 2017 and 2021, it fell by 35%. Natural gas picked up 5%, wind up by 48%. Utility scale solar up 75%. Also, some discussion of resource adequacy in the West, which is becoming more complex and increasingly influenced by the condition of the transmission system, extreme weather, clean energy policies, and, quote, wide variance in state regulatory and policy actions, unquote. That's according to WEC. We've also have electric vehicles and introduction of more variable energy resources, which are shifting generation and load patterns, and regional resource and transmission planning must adapt, WEC said. They called this a critical risk for the Western interconnection. Inverter-based resources such as solar are also complicating the picture. It must be understood to make sure they don't create reliability problems. We've covered some of the uh, system disturbances that have happened in the West due to inverter issues. Annual demand in the Western interconnection was at near record levels in 2021 noting that 892 million megawatt hours of demand that year was the second highest after 2015, where the all-time record of 895 million megawatt hours was recorded. 2022, there were 40 reportable outage events, which are growing in severity, WEC noted. There were 10 energy emergency level three alerts in 2022, nine of which occurred in the third quarter 
during heat waves as we experienced here in California. So Wex, sort of pointing to uh, some long-running issues that have been identified and uh, one of the primary ones of those being the changes in the resource mix. And also we have some reporting from Rory Sweeney on Kaiso's fourth quarter uh, market report noting that natural gas prices more than doubled from the same period a year ago and average energy prices for the fourth quarter mirrored those increases. This sort of underlines the ongoing trend of steady increases over the past few years. This is Kaiso's Department of Market Monitoring, not Kaiso itself, I should add. Amelia Blank, Kaiso's Manager of Monitoring and Reporting, reviewed the report at a March 28th conference call. She noted the, quote, dramatic price increases for the quarter, both for gas, 2.4 times higher year over year, and for energy in both the day ahead and real-time markets, which were 2.3 times higher. December was particularly striking. Load-weighted average gas prices increased to $30.80 per MMBTU compared with $6.46 per MMBTU a year before. Average prices in the three energy markets were around 250 megawatt hours, the highest monthly energy price since locational marginal pricing was introduced in 2009. We've been reporting on this ongoing, especially the gas price increases. An investigation by the California Public Utilities Commission in March into the gas price increases said that lower temperatures led to competition between power generators and residential consumers for supply that was limited by pipeline constraints and below normal storage levels. The price spikes also aligned with increased reliance on generation from in-state natural gas-fired units while imports declined, due in part to midday EIM constraints and increased opportunity costs for many out-of-state resources. Nuclear and hydro generation decreased 11% and 7% from the year-ago period, though intermittent renewable generation increased 5%, adding about 400 megawatts to its previous output. Battery output doubled year-over-year but remained a small portion of average hourly generation, which peaked for the quarter at about 26.4 gigawatts during the 6 p.m. hour. At the same time, battery output peaked at about one point. 5 gigawatts. Gas accounted for 49% of generation during the peak net load hours of 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Another change from a year ago that increased gas-fired generation, which also drove prices higher, was an increase in average hourly generation in the early morning hours and a decrease during the peak net load hours. Imports also decreased during all hours and were primarily replaced by gas-fired generation. The report indicates that the CPC's 2020 decision requiring jurisdictional resource adequacy imports to offer at or below $0 per megawatt hour during at least some hours is partially to blame. Blanky said, I hope I'm saying her name correctly, it's spelled B-A-L-A-N-K-E, that is shown year over year in lower quantities of import bids. Again, reporting from Rory Sweeney in the latest issue of California Energy Markets. That's all from us right now. I'm Jason Fordney, editor of CEM. I'll see you back here next week. You can find CEM on Twitter at CEM News Data. That's the letter CEM News Data. I'm on Twitter at Fordney Energy. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs>